some think we're funny Most people don't know We're too old for this podcast Hello everybody, this is my very good friend Abby Barrett And this is my very good friend Brendan Boogie And this is We're Too Old for This this. I forgot. I literally forgot the name of the show. This is We're Too Old for This Podcast. Here's the concept. Two best buddies, that's Abby and myself, watch buddy movies, and then we compare the movie friendship to our own. This week, we are covering 1991's Point Break, starring Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze. The Swayze. The Swayze. So we're going to catch some... Some waves uh, this this episode, huh? Some waves with the sways. The waves of sways. <laughs> it's going to be totally tubular, right? I, Isn't that a surfing thing? I think in like the 50s, it was really? a thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, then I think I'm, the 80s I'm, brought it back, but it did not. Nobody said that in the movie. Uh, they didn't say it in the movie, no. but um, but I'm, I'm, I want you to know I am very up on my surfer's lingo. So. Yes. I'm very, I'm very hip with the, with surfer dudes. You like to hit the water. I do. So before we get into it, uh, why don't we introduce each other so people will know who they're listening to? <laughs> All right. You are Brendan Boogie. You are about six foot one, I think. A little less, almost. Okay. Um, you wear lifts in your shoes. And when you're not wearing lifts in your shoes, you um, are a filmmaker and an animator and a ground round assistant manager. It's true. Yeah, it's all about the popcorn. You keep that po- keep that popcorn basket full. Wait, People did they have happy. popcorn there? They did. They yeah. had they had a, a big pop ground round. Or at least it did when I was a kid. It had like a big popcorn maker in the middle, and you just go up and fill your basket. And it was like for a kid, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. free popcorn. Oh yeah. You also Endless call it popcorn. popcorn. You call it popcorn like all the mass holes. What is it called? Popcorn. Popcorn. P O P spells pop. You know, you know what? Uh, go fuck yourself spells. <laughs> fuck. Fuck. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Abby Barrett is a singer, a songwriter, a surfing wave rider, huh? Woo. An axe grinder and a three ring binder. I yes. think you're 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 old school three ring binder. Don't bring that new yeah. fangled trapper keeper shit in your in your do- no dojo. No velcro for me. No velcro uh-huh. for this for this lady. So what did you? Sorry, we, did you have more on the on the trapper? No, keeper? it was dumb. And let's just move on. Okay. There, there, there's not a lot of places to mine more comedy <laughs> from this angle here. <laughs> right, that's never stopped us before. That's so true. what did you think of uh, Point Break? I mean, this would probably be the millionth time I've seen it. So so a favorite. A favorite, although now in watching it probably probably haven't seen it in the last fifteen years. Like parts of it are really bad. Yeah, it's really fucking dumb in a lot yeah. of ways. But it but it's enjoyable dumb. Yes. I think. You know, it but it is it is dumb. Yeah. I mean it, it is it is very silly at times and it's you know, some of the dialogue most of the dialogue is pretty corny and badly delivered and you know, but at the same time there's just something about it that is very charming and you know, of the time, I think it kind of brings you back to the the, the heyday of Keanu and, and Swayze. Yeah, I mean, Swayze's the real star, too. I think Keanu's still you, kind of getting his footing. Yeah, Keanu was it wasn't quite optimum Keanu. I, I don't think he was sort of 
I, I think he was miscast a little bit, you know, honestly, because I think the idea of Keanu playing sort of a cocky jock type. Yeah. It's, he's just, he's just got that good Keanu energy. Yeah. You know, no matter where he goes, he's just so lovable. Yeah. It's, it's difficult to sort of, for him to be this cocky guy. But speaking of that, why don't we kind of get into the, what happened in the movie with one of your famous Abby Barrett recaps. As you know, I'm extra prepared today. You are extra the, prepared. I've set up these clips and watched them yep. repeatedly. Yes, you do. You do a lot of homework for I this sure show. I sure do. Um, so we begin with Special Agent Johnny Utah, who's played by Keanu Reeves. Um, and he is a new recruit for the FBI. Um, he just got out of Quantico, and he's showing up, and he's got that cocky, um, a new FBI agent energy. Um, and he arrives in the L.A. office to find that his partner, who's played by Gary Busey, very well cast. Um, yes, Gary Busey is, is very funny and good in this. Yeah. And the boss, who's played by John McGinley, who's also in Scrubs, who I love. Um, yeah, John C. McGinley's great in everything. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, they are not happy to see him. Now you're a real blue flame special, aren't you, son? Young, dumb, and full of calm. I know. What I don't know is how, how you got yourself assigned out here to Los Angeles with us. I mean, hell. I guess we just must have ourselves an asshole shortage, huh? Not so far. It's just not a great delivery of that line. Yeah, yeah, pretty <laughs> dumb, pretty dumb. So, there, so just like right off the bat, mm-hmm. there, there, there's the the first thing that we got to deal with is Special Agent Johnny Utah. Yeah, I don't know if there's a dumber name in movie history. Like, it's so dumb. It's so dumb, and it's not intentionally dumb. Right. It's almost, again, I think a lot of this movie is so dumb that it's almost enjoyable. And Special Agent Johnny Utah, you just be like, Special Agent Johnny Utah? Yeah. Really? Jonathan Utah. Really? Yeah, exactly. That's his, his Christian name, Jonathan Utah. I also love that throughout this entire movie, nobody on the FBI wants to help each other with in- this investigation at all. It's like they're actively trying not to solve it just to be assholes. John, John C. McGinley is just... He just doesn't want FBI agents. He doesn't, like he doesn't want any help on anything. No, in fact, I don't think he. It's almost like he picked the wrong career. Like he's right. just like he really wanted to be like a magician or something, and now he's right. stuck dealing with this asshole mm-hmm. who just shows up and has done nothing wrong. Nope, nothing except, at all. Except eat a donut. Right. So speaking of Special Agent Johnny Utah, my friend Nick, hi Nick, if you're out there, went uh, to, in the 90s, went to see Keanu Reeves' band Dogstar. Oh, yeah. Keanu Reeves was a bass player in a band called Dogstar. And in between uh, songs, Nick yelled out, Special Agent Johnny Utah. <laughs> and I guess Keanu did laugh. When, oh, that's good. When he did that. Dog, are you, you a Dogstar fan? I only like their early stuff. The early stuff. <laughs> imagine like, imagine you're like hang, someone who's like hanging in on Dog Star. It's yeah. like, no, they were like they were a big influence on me. They're coming out with another album, I swear. <laughs> so, fun fact about Dog Star: um, Weezer's very first show was opening for Dog Star. I did not know that. But like, so Dog Star, so Keanu, I actually don't know anything. I just, I, to me, it's just so funny, the idea that like, I'm a Dog Star fan and I've stuck yeah. with them. I'm a star head, Dog Star head. I'm a Dog Star head. <laughs> One time, I, and I may have told this story on the podcast before, but um, it was the 90s. I went to a Hootie and the Blowfish concert. Nothing wrong with Hootie and the Blowfish. Yes, there Nothing is. wrong with that band. Yes, no, they is. are perfectly fine. He can't sing. 
but they were a perfectly fine band. Those are decent songs. Like, there's no reason to hate on Hootie and the Blowfish. Anyway, the point being, Disagree. I'm going to bring it around. I'm going to be. So I bought a Hootie and the Blowfish T-shirt because it was the '90s, uh-huh. right? So I ran into this girl um, one time. It was like, and she was like, "Oh my God, Hootie and the Blowfish is my favorite band." <laughs> oh, that's rough. And Hootie and the Blowfish is no one's favorite band, but like. I just love the idea of her, you know, 20 years later, she's like, nope, still. <laughs> I bet she has a blowfish tattoo or something. Yeah. Or just like the idea of being a super fan of Hootie and the Blowfish. It just makes me laugh. Just like being a super fan of Dogstar. I went to a um, Crash Test Dummies concert once. I like Crash Test Dummies. I know. They were good. People like still the, rag on them, though. It's weird. I, I think pe- whenever, something is ti- whenever something is tied to an era, yeah, that's true. it gets ragged on. Mm-hmm. Like, if you like, Hootie and the Blowfish came out today, you'd be like, this is fine. Like, I'm not saying they were great, but you're like, this is fine. You know what I mean? These are, these are decent little songs. They're kind of, you know, soft rock kind of, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're fine. Yeah, I just but because she couldn't sing. But that, yeah, I know. But get over it, there. All right, Aretha. Okay, la, la, not every, la, la, la. not everybody's as good as you. Okay. No, they're not. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> but it's a, sorry. This has already taken a turn for the, for the worst. worst. So, well, I mean, that's so, that, that's what people have come to expect. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so why don't we get back to the '90s and get back to Point Break? So what happens next? All right. So they're trying to solve the string of uh, bank robberies. Um, by a gang called the Ex-Presidents, who show up to the banks with uh, masks of ex-presidents, hence the name. And they, and Pappas, the uh, Busey character, thinks that they're being committed by surfers. So Johnny tries to infiltrate the surfing group, um, starting by befriending Tyler, who's played by Lori Petty, who's decently Laurie cast. Um, yeah, which leads him to, Yeah, which leads him to a group led by Bodhi, Bodhisattva, a.k.a. Patrick Swayze. Mm. And when Johnny gets jumped by a bunch of really mean surfers, Bodhi jumps in and, and kind of rescues him. They only live to get radical. They don't have any real understanding of the sea, so they'll never get the spiritual side of it. Hey, you're not going to start chanting or anything, are you? <laughs> I might. This is me. <laughs> so, uh, you still haven't figured out what riding waves is all about, have you? It's a state of mind. It's that place where you lose yourself and you find yourself. You don't know it yet, but you got it. It's right there. I saw you with those guys. You're a pit bull. You didn't hesitate, and they didn't back you down an inch. And that is very rare in this world. Well, thanks for stepping in. Hey, nada. Later. Oh, hey. I'm uh, having some people over at my house tonight, if you want to come. Sure. Where? Come with Tyler. She knows. All right. So my first question for you is, do you only live to get radical? I don't even have to live to get radical. Being dead inside, I'm still radical. <laughs> you're still radical even though you're dead inside. I'm surrounded by radicalness. Yeah. I live to get to the bathroom. That's basically it. Yeah. That's my main thing these days is live live to be regular. You don't know it, but there's a place inside of you where you can be regular and lose yourself in your regularity. Oh, really? But also, you know, face your regularity. Man, I am falling for this, right? So, how susceptible, do you, you know, Patrick Swayze, Bodie comes along, dreamy. How susceptible would you be to his rap? Oh my think? God, I would probably barf right then and there. You wouldn't fall for uh, Bodie's spirituality. No, I mean, I think Patrick Swayze does a good job of playing it, playing the b- bad dialogue and making it 
um, he's got, charming, you know? Yeah, he's got that Patrick Swayze charisma yeah, that can't he, be denied. He kind of is. In real life, he is Bodhi. He's very kind of a he's centered... Zen kind of. Uh, zen kind of guy. Yeah. But yeah, I think he grounds it a little bit. But anyone that comes... Anyone that's like spiritual... Someone says, oh, I'm spiritual, I'm out. Yeah. Like right right there, like yeah. I'm like, I'm not interested in being your friend or being near you. And they can, they can actually... I mean, I appreciate spirituality. But when... Yeah, when somebody says it out loud... <laughs> to my face right? because it, it feels like proselytizing you know it's still you're, just trying, you're trying to sell me on something yeah it's just you just when someone says yeah i'm spiritual it's just like oh oh god again i don't it's not that they are it's that they're telling yeah. me they are and they probably right? aren't yeah right and so one you know so when, when the when the dudes the bad surfer dudes attack him one of them mm. is anthony kiedis from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Speaking of bad singers. Which beg, begs the question, worse actor or worse singer? Worse singer. Oh, by far. Yeah. By far. He does it's okay. Amazing. Yeah, in acting, he's okay. I mean, yeah. he plays the role pretty well, but like, yeah, no, I, he's, it's, it's, I, I, I was convinced that uh, Anthony Kiedis was a singer as some kind of Make-A-Wish Foundation thing. Yeah. And, and has like a 40-year career or something crazy like that. Yeah, I think he's got stage presence and he's very physical on stage, but that must be it. You know, I mean, all their songs now are just him kind of talk, rapping, singing. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's bad stuff. It's bad stuff. Hmm. We agree on something. Hey. Would you prefer to list? Oh, no, you do like Hootie and the Blowfish. I'm trying to decide which I hate more, Hootie and the Blowfish or. Oh, my God. It's going to be no question, Red Hot Chili Pepper. Yeah, I think you're right. Blowfish. Yeah. yeah. Again, Hootie and the Blowfish are inoffensive. That's their whole thing. They're inoffensive. They're in, they're unintentionally slightly offensive, whereas only I think to you, only to you and your high standards. Well, I think that's how offensive works. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me how offensive works. <laughs> I'll fucking offend you so hard. Um, so Johnny gets closer to his friend Bodie because they're pals now. They're like they're like animals. They're like spiritually connected, and he learns more about his group, including their plans to surf the world's largest wave in Australia next year in the I think fifty year wave storm something and he learns more about Bodhi's philosophy everything moves in cycles so twice a century the ocean lets us know just how small we really are a winter storm comes out of antarctica tearing up the pacific and it sends a huge swell north 2,000 miles and when it hits bell's beach it'll turn into the biggest surf this planet has ever seen and i will be there so want the ultimate, you gotta be willing to pay the ultimate price. It's not tragic to die doing what you love. What song do you think he was gearing up to play on that guitar? <laughs> um, I think it was a Hootie and the Blowfish tune. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, even though they hadn't, I don't think they'd come out at that point. Right. Yet. But it, you know, it is not tragic to die doing something that you love, which I've always told you that when I am face down in some nachos bel grande yeah. at a bus station Taco Bell, that's the way, there's nothing sad about that. That I, is how I want to go. I know, but it's just your pants are always down and it's important to die with dignity. No, it's important to die doing what you love. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> and my pants being down is part of the whole thing. All right, well, to each his own. What do you want to die doing? If, if what's what's your sort of ultimate death? Oh, I think that it would be it would involve cheese actually, and olives, cheese, cheese, olives, 
probably like a sack of kittens and cats, music. So you would listen to music, stuff your face with cheese and olives, and dive into a sack of kittens. Um, I don't think I'd dive into them because, I mean, there'd be They'd people there. Them. There'd be humans there too, but everybody would have to bring a cat. I'm thinking this is my funeral now. I'm planning my funeral. <laughs> so yeah, that wasn't the question. Here's what you're gonna need to bring. You're gonna need to bring a boombox, yeah. a sack of cats, some right. some people. And you want the cats to crawl all over your dead body? They don't have to crawl on. I just want them to be in the room. So that the allergic people can get allergic one last I'm time. I'm fucking dead in this situation, so I don't really care about the right. allergic people. But I'm alive because I'm going to outlive right, you well, by decades. Take a Benadryl. Take a Benadryl. For you, I will take a Benadryl Or just don't your come. Funeral. You're not invited. <laughs> just, just don't come yeah. to your funeral. Yeah. My God, if like that was just like, you're uninvited for my funeral. <laughs> That's it. Come anyway just to spite you. Do you want to find out what happens next? I do. Okay. So much. Gary Busey and Johnny Utah stake out a bank and actually catch the ex-presidents in action. And like a whole bunch of shit goes wrong at the bank. It is not a cool. Oh, wait, no, no. That happens later. Sorry. Just kidding. Listener. <laughs> Make sure you watch <laughs> you such the movie. A good job with this. Woo. Um, it totally goes totally fine. Um, and, but Johnny chases the guy in the Reagan mask who he suspects is Bodie and um, has. And he sh- blow, blows his cover while he's doing yes. it because he's running after them. Yeah. And he's an opportunity to shoot him, but he doesn't do it. And so the next day. Because Bo- he loves him too much. Right. Because they're, they're, they're bros. They're bonded. Yeah. They're bros. Next day, Bodhi takes Johnny skydiving, but is also like, I got to show you this video because I've kidnapped Tyler, and now you got to do what I say. Man, I hate this, Johnny. I really do. I hate violence. Don't you see that's why I need Rosie? I could never do that, man. I could never hold a knife to Tyler's throat. She was my woman. We shared time. But Rosie is a mechanism, you know? Once you set him in motion, he will not stop. He's like got this gift of blankness. But when three o'clock comes, he will gut her like a pig and try not to get any on his shoes, and there's nothing I can do about it unless I get there. So I guess that makes us partners. Because we both have the same goal, to get me where I need to go, right? We're wasting time. (laughs) oh that's what i love about you johnny you are just as sharp as a razor i mean is he that sharp he's not that sharp no No. fun fact patrick swayze was an avid skydiver and actually did a lot of his own skydiving in the movie oh that makes sense yeah he's like the non-evil tom cruise he's the non-evil tom Mm -hmm. cruise yes another fun fact patrick swayze and i share a birthday for those of you who are, again, data Yo, mining out there. <laughs> when is your birthday? It's Patrick Swayze's birthday. Oh, and what are the last um, digits of the social? <laughs> um, here's a third so, fun fact. Mm-hmm. I had on my wall a poster of Keanu Reeves in ripped jeans when I was Did a teenager. Mm-hmm. Mm, so Keanu was your speed. Mm-hmm. Him and Johnny Depp. See what I did there? See what uh, I did yeah, there? that was terrible. Him and Johnny Depp. I could see that. You know. Johnny and Keanu. Yeah, you could do a lot worse back in the 90s than Johnny and Keanu. Yeah. Nowadays, Johnny's not so great. No, but Keanu continues to improve yes. like a fine he wine. he is a fine wine. God. I never met Keanu, I should say. I never, I've never met the man. I haven't either. Yeah. Except he was for, on your wall. Though. He was. We did have a long conversation once. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was that all about? It's about like sharing the emotional burden, being in a relationship, and maybe he right. could pick up the slack a little bit. He remembers. I think the I think that you and a poster have the equal amount of emotional <laughs> giving. I think the poster might have more. <laughs> so after a shootout where um, uh, Gary Busey or Pappas and the rest of the gang are killed, it's like this Oof. is this is the big mess that I was referring to earlier. Right. Yeah. Lots of dead people, lots of shooting, bad decisions, blood. Yeah. Um, Bodie skydives to escape, and then Johnny in his own Tom Cruise mo- moment, like jumps out of the plane without a parachute and jumps on him. And in the end, Johnny manages to save Tyler, but Bodie gets away. Mm. Cue to a year later in the rain in Australia and Johnny tracks Bodie down the world's biggest surf. They fight and Johnny handcuffs him, but Bodie asks for one more favor. <laughs> okay, man. Okay. I'm screwed. I'm going to go to jail, and I'll pay, and Johnny Utah gets his guy. Right? Good for you. That's real good. I'm going to be a big hero now. But look at it, Johnny. Look at it! This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, man. Just let me go out there. Let me get one wave before you take me. One wave. I mean, where am I going to go, man? Cliffs on both sides. I'm not going to paddle in New Zealand. My whole life has been about this moment, Johnny. Come on, compadre. Come on. Wow, what a moment. What a moment in film history. This is where I get annoyed with the movie. You do? Yeah, because, like, it's... The guy killed a bunch of people. Right. And, well, first of all, my first problem with the movie, I'm just going to launch right into it, is that they're going after these group of surfers robbing banks... Like they've, they're like terrorists, you know, like the, the sort of level where they're just shooting at them and shooting at random people in the room. It's just like the level of aggression to go after people just stealing money from a bank is very. From from law enforcement? That's weird. I know. Isn't that, isn't that so weird? (laughs) An outsized level of aggression. And then at the end where it's like, okay, well now Bodhi is legitimately, has legitimately killed a bunch of people and, and still this FBI agent is like. Okay, cool. Like, yeah, yeah, totally catch catch that one last wave. Like, but he, he should he go knows, to jail would be the worst punishment for him. But he knows that he's going to his death. But I think jail would be a worse punishment than death. And if he's really that mad at Bodhi, he should bring well, him to I jail. Think it's, I think it's an act of mercy because of their connections. Like, okay, if basically he's not letting him go. He's letting him die instead of go to jail. It's also weird, though, because it's like, remember the time when you almost gutted my girlfriend like a pig? But you should totally. I just. It just doesn't make sense. You you have no mercy inside you. You have no mercy. I don't have mercy for somebody who would like try to kill my significant other. Well, that's how you and I are different. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) apparently. I just trapped you. (laughs) No, I think it's a moment of mercy. Again, I don't think it's him doing. I don't think it's kindness. I think it's mercy. That they're different. Like, you know, you let people off for their crimes or like there's a less severe sentence. And and, and I think, and again, we're, we're, again, we're talking about this as if it's really well written, which is not. No, it's not. But, but Johnny, at the, after that moment, throws his badge away. He's done with it. He doesn't want to be a cop anymore. 
So why not let everybody go out on their own terms? That that was that, that's the, he lets Bodie go out on his own terms. Yeah, I guess I I want movies to be more realistic in the end, even when they're fantasy. I I sort of need some modicum of sense. Well, you're in the wrong <laughs> podcast. I sure you're am. For a modicum of sense, and I think it's modicum if we're going to correct each other's pronounced pronunciation. I of think words. it's a Latin word, so we'd have to talk to a Latin expert. We have to talk to someone in ancient Rome. But before we do that, let's before we time travel to ancient Rome, like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Nice callback. Ah, Keanu, Tyen. I get it. We have to determine who has the better friendship, Johnny and Bodie or Abby and Brendan. When should we determine that, Abby? In 50 years, man, when the surf's up. Yeah. Let's just do it next. Okay, fine. Look at my bodacious buddy. Brendan, exciting news. We have a new sponsor. I'm sure we do. We do. It's Legos for adults. Oh, really? I loved Legos when I was a kid. Yeah. What's not to love? Legos are so much fun. And now, as an adult, you get to play with Legos. That's great. Tell me, how's it work? So you can choose from like these different designs and structures. They deliver like these beams. They're like steel beams. And uh, they've got like big wood beams too. And you can get like um, concrete blocks. And they have accessories like asphalt shingles. You can even get a furnace. You can even get like glass for windows. Abby, I, I think you're describing house construction. I, I don't think so. I think it's it's just like it's just like larger, heavier Legos that you can construct, and you make sure when the delivery comes, you have a partner because I mean it is kind of heavy. Yeah, no, you're definitely describing house construction. Here's the thing: I got a um, I bought this empty lot, and I've booked a day for you and I to like play with these adult Legos. You know, as as the podcasters, we should try out. You know what we're are Are you asking me to come build your house for you? I'm asking you to like build the Legos for me, which might turn into a house. That you will live in. Yeah, it's like a half acre property. I booked it for um, this Saturday, actually. The, I, 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 well, I mean, I, I, can't, I can't make it this Saturday. I'm sorry. No, you, no, you can. I canceled all your plans. You did? Yeah. With this Legos. Come on, man. Legos. Who doesn't right, love Legos? So, okay. So, th- so I guess... While I'm building Abby a house, Legos. please please like and subscribe, rate and review, so we can get a sponsor that doesn't involve unqualified manual labor by me. I'm going to call it the Barrett Cave. No, the Barrett Abode. The Barrett Mansion? Barrett's okay. Bunny Boudoir? Okay, that's, that's, you do that. Buddies, 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 buddies. Welcome back to We're Too Old for This Podcast. My name is Abby Barrett. And I am Brendan Boogie. Look at how well you did that. So much better than me. You're so much better than me. I have a soothing radio voice. I have a soothing radio voice. I really actually don't have a good radio voice, but it's, you know, either you're listening or you're not at this point. Yeah, but I mean... I think we're all critical of our own voice. I mean, if I mention my lisp, people are going to go, oh my God, yeah, he has a lisp. And like, it's, it's a very- never notice you have a lisp. It's a very slight lisp. And now all you're going to hear Yeah, now it's like a lisp. So it doesn't matter what I say that you're just going to be, oh shit, there's a lisp. There's a fucking lisp. This guy and his fucking lisp. And that's all that's going to happen for the rest of the show. So I don't know why I even brought it up. Maybe just to make you feel better, (laughs) draw attention to my maladies. What if I develop a lisp just talking to you? It's a contagious. A sympathetic lisp? Yes. That would be nice. That would show that you really cared. I don't, though. Just so we're clear. You, you've made that clear okay. over the years, right. for just, sure. Just, you know, I want to make sure. 
So this is the lispy segment of the show <laughs> where we compare uh, the movie friendship to our own and kind of figure out who has the better friendship, Bodie and Johnny or you and I. So maybe it would help people to know. I mean, we see we saw how Johnny and Bodie met. Maybe it would help people to know how it is that we met. Maybe sure. you should tell people. You think you should tell people? I think I should tell people. I think you should tell people. Yeah, because like a lot of people don't know this, but we met, um, I guess it was probably like, probably like 87, mm-hmm. um, and we were both working as fashion designers at Wrangler Jeans. Right. And uh, we were both working on this um, this pant, they call it a pant, singular mm-hmm. pant at uh, right. Wrangler, that sort of... It was like a reverse bell bottom. Yes. So it was like very wide, almost like you'd actually have to hold your pants up at the top. Cinch cinch it in in some ways. But like And then taper drastically at 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 the like knees. At the knee, right. Yeah. And then like painfully tight around the ankles. Right, yeah. And Yeah, it was really hard. I mean, we had to figure out how to how to get that bell bottom look around your waist. So it had to be basically like twice the size of your waist. Yeah. At least. Mm Mm-hmm. And so for some reason, it it only did really well in um, Siberia. They loved mm-hmm. it there, but everywhere they else. Did, yeah. yeah, I think like one issue was raining and that, that when it yes. would rain out, it mm-hmm. would collect, you know. Yep. It would, unless, you know, I think the reason why it did so well in Siberia was there a lot. It mostly did well with the gymnast community. Yeah. They spent a lot of time walking on their hands. Yes, they do. And so it's perfect. It's almost like a mm-hmm. normal perfect bell bottom. Exactly. Yeah. It looks totally normal with them walk, walking yeah. on their hands. But that's the true story. That is the true story of how we met. Yep. And uh, you can find those. I don't think you can find those uh, reverse bell bottoms anymore. Maybe the occasional well, certain, thrift store you would find yeah, one. Yeah. I've, I've, I've read somewhere that gardeners now use it as rain catches, like rain barrels. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that they, they mm-hmm. found a double use for it because yeah. that, that was a financial disaster. Oh, that, we both got super fired. We got fired, mm-hmm. and then we started this podcast yep. very shortly after, yep. in 1988, before podcasts were invented. Yes. All true, don't look it up. That's a good song. <laughs> you, you think? Yeah, you should workshop that. <laughs> should work that. Should, right now, you want to do like maybe a half hour mm-hmm. of, of just workshopping that song? Yeah, let's do it. You know what? Instead, let's talk about the question that comes up always when we look at these relationships in the movie is which one of us is the special agent Johnny Utah? Yep. And which one of us is the Bodhi? I'm making you go first because I'm very, very curious about your answer. I think that you are the Bodhi and I am the special agent Johnny Utah. First of all, because my name is really cool and I am special. That's first of all. Yes, yes. But I think that you are way more of a cool, laid-back customer than I am, and I'm more of a sort of eager go-getter that is going to go into a department and not follow the rules and just push and push and push and be annoying to everybody for no real (laughs) – I don't know why they're annoyed by me. I'm just trying to do a good job. I know. I'm just there to do your job, but yeah. Right. But I think I'm more of like pushing and, and and I would I think I would pursue you across the globe for a year. Yes. Whereas I think you would be like, eh, it's fine. Uh, yeah. I'm like, I'll see him later. Yeah, right. Maybe if he <laughs> if he comes across we'll catch up my eventually. Yes, yeah, so we'll catch up eventually. Yeah. I don't know. What that those are my thoughts. What do you think? 
I was going to agree with that. I think I'm more likely just in general to want to spend time in an ocean and hang out in that kind of lifestyle. You're more in touch uh, with nature than I am. I think I might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also think that, yeah, I just, I, yeah, I just don't see your personality ever sort of being this kind of super, not like I'm that way either, but if, of the two of us, I'm, would yeah. be more likely to more freewheel and laid back. Yeah. Hippy dippy wavy gravy. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> We're going back in time. So speaking of outdoors, like you you brought it up a little bit. Like the beach. These guys live on the beach. They spend all their time on the beach. They kind of base their whole life around the beach and so well, have you ever been surfing? I have not been surfing. And I would love to go surfing. What's sort of the closest sort of that you've come, maybe not even surfing, but like extreme sports or, or oh, extreme you've done sports? anything or you've done anything kind of adrenaline pumping? I mean, I, I think the closest I've done is snowboarding. Similar. It's similar. Frozen water. Frozen water. Yep. Um, How, were, were you good at it? Surprisingly, like I was okay. I was, I say that because I'm not super sporty, but I think I was like 30 when I first tried it. And I actually picked it up. Like I went twice and I kind of got it down. So I was very surprised by that. Cause if right. you see me, I look like a two by four. Um, I'm good at picking things up. I'm not necessarily good at like becoming an expert at them. I'm, I'm very, Wait, you look like a two by four. Do you mean when you're snowboarding or all the time? I mean all the time, especially when I'm snowboarding. Do you consider yourself a two by four? Abby? Yeah. Well, I'm tall and I'm like semi thin and I'm not like I'm stiff. <laughs> can't you see it i mean I, you're doing a two by four impression right now but that's a, it's such an interesting self-image <laughs> well i am like a two by four yeah i'm exactly like a two exactly wow that is i i never thought of you as a two by two by four but now i can't unsee and now it. you can't it's like the lisp exactly you're yeah. hearing the lisp and i'm seeing the two by four so this relationship between Bodie and Johnny is not a traditional buddy relationship in the sense that a lot of these movies are where they're kind of together for the same goal. A lot of times there we have mixed match people put together to achieve the same goal. Right. But these they're not on the same side in this one. They're they're adversaries. Yeah, and that's weird because they have they sort of have this like animal connection. But yeah, at the end of the day they're they're kind of frenemies. You frenemies know? yeah you got any frenemies I besides me <laughs> no you're just straight up enemy oh yeah that's true i don't think so and the concept of frenemies baffles me so like why would you be friends with someone if you don't like them i don't like, know I, I don't know i think it's like a i think it's a newer i mean not newer it's frenemies has been around for a while but i i think it's like a social circle Oh, we're in the same social circle, so we have to be friends, but secretly but we're enemies. Yeah, but they don't. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not, I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm not as polite socially, but I'm like, oh, no. I, and the older I get, the more I'm like, oh, if I don't want to spend any time with you, I'm yeah. not going to spend any time with you. I don't I think care. frenemies is like a real housewife kind of friendship. Do you ha- have you ever had that? A frenemy? No, I've had like problematic friends who I ultimately stopped being friends with. Right, right. So that, yeah, I mean, but I've seen it. I've seen it happen. I remember uh, in a relationship I used to be in. Uh, I'm in a much better one now. I remember the my significant other was like, "Oh, we should stop by and see Sally on the way home, or whatever her name was." And I'm like, 
but you don't like Sally because mm-hmm. all she would do is complain about Sally. Yeah. And I, I looked at her, I said, but you don't like Sally. Why would we do that? And she looked at me like I was, I had three heads that I would even consider not seeing someone that you actively don't like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if but it's, I, like, is it like a, it's a, it's sort of an obligation hang where, yeah. Well, I we've known so. each other for so long and blah, blah, blah. Maybe, maybe. And I don't do those anymore. Yeah. I do. I, no, n- I still do. Hint, hint. Oh, wow. Mm. That was a pretty heavy handed yeah, hint there, was, Barrett. I said it twice. You did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I almost, it almost floated by me, but uh, mm-hmm. I got it. I waved needless, you down and I was like, need, hint, hint. <laughs> needless to say, I got the hint. Good. You're talking about your relationship with poster Keanu Reeves. Yes. I'm so sick of his attitude. Just looking hot, not saying anything. <laughs> I know. How dare he? That's God. your job. I know. I love the idea of you sitting there talking to a poster <laughs> and being mad that the poster isn't being as emotionally open a- as you Available like. as I am. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> that poster has a lot to learn. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably in some like landfill and across the universe by now. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. You got to think that it's it's disintegrated at this point. Sad. It is sad. sad. To think about it. It's a sad day to think about that Keanu. And did you have a jo- Johnny Depp poster too? I had like lots of little pictures of him with like tiny hearts around it. Mm. Behind did my door. Make, did you ever make them kiss each other? No, it's not like Superman versus Superman where they like. Su- what the, is Superman versus Superman? Remember when it's like one of them's evil and the other one's nice and they fight each other and then they kiss at the end? Did that not happen? <laughs> no. What? <laughs> Was it Batman or was it Spider Man? There was no. There's some fucking cartoon where one of the superheroes is fighting his exact doppelganger. Well, that evil. happens plenty of times. Okay, yeah. so don't look at me like I'm crazy. No, the other part is crazy that they kiss each other. Well, they should. But are you given the chance to see yourself after you fight with yourself, wouldn't you kind of make out a little bit? I mean, I guess now that you now that you put right. it that way, yeah. mm-hmm. do you do you, no? I'm backing it up. Okay. Do you genuinely think that there was a some cartoon movie or whatever where Superman fights Superman and then they kiss each other? I thought that there was some sort of resolution. Maybe it wasn't kissing, but there was some resolution. Well, yeah, I'm sure there are resolutions. Which Usually one defeats the other one? Violence is the resolution. Oh, well, see, that's not a that's not a good message for the Don't kids. Don't you know anything? Violence is the thing that solves our problems. <laughs> okay, let's try it right now. <laughs> How dare you? I'll kill you. You would kick I'll my kill ass. you while you're standing. <laughs> so how do you think you would do in general in the ex-presidents? I don't know. I Just wish... in general. I mean, I almost wish there was like a quiz. Well, that's really funny that you... <laughs> It's really funny that you asked that, Abby, because there is a quiz that I found. Are you serious? Um, there is a quiz that I found that really will test sort of what choices you would make if you were involved in a group like the ex-president. I mean, it seems appropriate to this podcast. And super do convenient. Think, yeah. Do you think maybe you should, we should take the quiz? I think we should. Let's try it. All right. Why don't we do that? Question one. A group of surfer, daredevil, bank robber, adrenaline junkies pick you up in their van and give you a choice. You have to either skydive into a QAnon convention where you are the keynote speaker <laughs> or whitewater raft into an intimate dinner with Scott Bayo. Oh, those are my two choices? Those are your two choices. Oh, that's 
that's hard because I think whitewater rafting would be really fun. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to ever skydive. I'm not interested in that at all. Right. But I do think being a keynote speaker at QAnon would be really funny. Right. And Scott Bayo is just like a dumb piece of shit. Right. Um, I think I'm going to go with Scott Bayo though. Aria. He's just one dumb piece of shit compared to, right. you know, tens of thousands of dumb pieces of shit. Yeah, this is a difficult one for me because the idea of skydiving, I I hate. Yeah, it's I hate terrifying. the idea of skydiving. But I love the idea of being on stage in front of all those people. Like it's just it's just wrong. it's just rife for fucking with them. Yeah. You know? And so I think I, I think it would be worth it to, to skydive. I would just that's what I would do. I think I would have soiled myself by the time I hit the stage that right. I would have lost all sort of mojo to fuck with a bunch of right weapons carrying that's why that's why it's important you have notes you you gotta really rely yeah that's true that's true (laughs) i didn't think i guess i thought i'd have to improvise yeah no no it's all about preparation oh okay all right well i'll still go with scott bale i'm gonna just take that piece of audio abby says i'll still go with scott (laughs) bale i'll still go with, with chachi next question you're hanging out on the beach around a bonfire with a bunch of surfer dudes you a, experiment with every drug they have to offer, including the ones that Anthony Kiedis won't even touch. Mm-hmm. B, grab the acoustic guitar and lead the group in a rousing rendition of the Muppets theme song. Mm. Or C, ignore everyone and make s'mores. It's all about the s'mores. I think I'm going to go with the s'mores. Are you? Yeah. Controversial, because I'm going to go ahead and say s'mores are fucking overrated as a snack. Boom. I d- Here's the there thing. There it is. Here's the thing about s'mores. What I do is I eat the graham cracker, then I eat the chocolate, or I just skip those and I just eat the marshmallows. So you don't make s'mores. You just eat three separate ingredients. Yeah, but really just the marshmallows. But isn't the fun part that the that the it's the fun the quote unquote fun part is that the marshmallow gets and chocolate get melty. Yeah, that's just messy. I what I want to do is char the marshmallow so it's completely mm-hmm. black, and then pull off that crusty sort of carcinogen and eat that and then you get that it's like yellow gooey inside and eat that Mm -hmm. so you you eat them all separately yeah see i think the chocolate and marshmallow i'm with you it's the graham cracker i think is a bad mix graham cracker it's like the it's the base of so many pies though i just feel like it's a bad combo people go "Ooh, i love s'mores oh i love s'mores i'm like no you don't you just you just haven't how many people do you talk to s'mores about though really uh, well, I'm I'm part of this Reddit s'mores group. Oh yeah. You are out surfing and you're dragged to the bottom of the sea by the undertow. You have a choice of who rescues you and brings you to safety. Do you go with Daryl Hannah from Splash, Aquaman, that's 70s and 80s cartoon version, not hunky Jason Momoa, or SpongeBob SquarePants and Patrick? <sighs> I had my answer until that last one. Hmm. I'm gonna go with Daryl Hannah. Mm-hmm. All day, Daryl Hannah. Yeah. You talk about lovely. I mean, she's. you talk about like... It's a great movie. Eight, yeah, but 80s Daryl Hannah. I mean, come on. Who? What are we talking about, Barrett? We're, what are we talking about right now? We're literally talking about the thing that you just... 80s Daryl Hannah? This, what are we talking about? Is this what we just do now? Is this the <laughs> podcast? Just, you just say yell. a word and then... I just yell <laughs> women in movies from my childhood that I found attractive. Yes. Ah, Gina Davis. Oh God! Nineteen eighty nine. Gina Davis. All day. All day. Gina Davis. Susan Sarandon. Can nineties Keanu Reeves be a merman? 
Uh, no, too hunky. Sorry. Too hunky. Kim Basinger. Kim Basinger and Batman. Sorry, I'm gonna stop yelling now. I yeah. feel like I've taken things off off the rails. Yeah, I mean, I would like to meet SpongeBob and Patrick, but they stress they're me out. They're very neurotic. Whenever... Well, whenever they're left in charge of something, it yeah. stresses me out. You would be dead. You would never. Reach I feel the like surface. they would not actually yeah. save me. So I would go with. Also, uh, they're not real. As opposed to Aquaman. Yes. You're right. That was a documentary. Do you remember that um, movie where Aquaman fought the other Aquaman? And then they kissed? No, they just wrapped their tails around and they cuddled. But it was really nice. Aquaman does not have a tail? Yes, he does. He's an Aquaman. <laughs> How the fuck else does he get around? Oh, my God. You know nothing. Yeah. What you is, know what nothing is he? You know nothing of Aquaman. Is he's, he... he's an Atlantean. What's it? He's from Atlantis. Okay, well, does he have some sort of animal feature that helps him swim? They live underwater. They can live on land. But they're just and regular men who live underwater. They look. They have all the man parts, but they can breathe. And Are talk you and sure about that? They do. I do. I checked. Okay. I'm. I'm his physician. <laughs> okay, that's good. It's time for a bank robbery. You are given a choice of roles in the heist. Are you? A, the scary one who yells at everyone to get on the fucking floor right fucking now. Mm -hmm. The reasonable one who tells everyone they just have to follow directions and they'll be home to their families before they know it. Or the nervous one who waits in the car and says, come on, guys. This is a tough one. I'm going to choose A. Mm -hmm. I agree. You're a yeller. I'm a yeller. I can be a yeller. Mm -hmm. But close... I kind of want to be the yeller that's like, get on the fucking floor. But then I like do it a little aside like... Don't, don't worry about it. It's cool. It's cool. I, I, I just got to be mean because like people got to pay attention. But so you do that with every single one. You just walk around. No, I person. just find get on, get on the fucking floor. Everything's fine. Oh, I swear I'm going to kill you. I'm not really going to kill you. You like go around to every single person. It takes hours. The police are there. They No, I just find the like one person who looks nice that i don't want them to be freaking out oh so you're gonna judge who's nice just by their looks yeah nice Mm -hmm. way to be hateful barrett yep way to be prejudiced and hateful i'm gonna choose aquaman (laughs) he can go in the bank because they can live on land too god he can do anything and fine and finally the feds have figured out who you are and have chased you across the city in a very exciting action sequence you are cornered do you a Go down in a beautiful hail of bullets because you only live once, man. Woo! B, turn on your team and start shooting them and then pretend you were <laughs> undercover with the FBI the whole time just to see if they buy it. Or C, surrender, figuring you'll probably be really good at escaping from prison because how hard could it be? I think I'm going to choose A. You're going to go down in a, in a flame of glorious bullets? I mean, I've come this far and I don't, I just think prison sounds like a drag. I think I'd turn on my, just to be like, I was on your side, guys, the whole time. <laughs> Good to, just to know. If, just to see if they <laughs> they buy it. They could buy it. They you really sell it. it. So that's the quiz. That's I think a good we quiz. learned a lot. I think, I think we, we have. learned a lot about the friendship of ourselves and the friendship of Johnny and Bodie from Point Break. But the question is, who has the better friendship? The verdict. When? When we when? return. When? Bye. Yeah.
It's Bud Plugs, where Abby and I plug our shit. Want to hear some great music and help a great cause? Have I got the music compilation for you. Donate here, that's H-E-A-R dot bandcamp dot com. Abby Barrett and her band, along with dozens of other bands, have contributed songs to this compilation, which benefits the Zippa Recording Studio. It's a recording studio in Boston that unfortunately had a fire, and this is to help rebuild that amazing studio. Again, that is donate here, H-E-A-R dot bandcamp dot com. Help out some good people, donate here dot bandcamp dot com. And this has been Bud Plugs. Superheroes, our power would be friendship, but we are not, so the jury is still out. And welcome back. That was a nice break, wasn't it? That was very relaxing. We have been talking about 1991's Point Break, the bromance, I would call it a bromance, yeah. between Johnny Utah and Bodie, yeah. Special Agent Johnny Utah. Yes. It's just, it's, it's, it reaches its full stupidity when you do the whole thing. Oh, it's so Special dumb. Special Agent Johnny Utah. So I guess it's time for the verdict to figure out who has the better friendship, Johnny and Bodie or Abby and Brendan. Who would like to go first? Would you like to go first? I'll go first. Why don't you go first? Um, I definitely think we have the better friendship. I feel Tell like me why, it's Abby. no contest because they're not really friends in the end. They are kind of bonded, but there's no friendship there. There's a lot of love lost. So while they understand each other, they're not necessarily friends there's a lot of love lost tell me more what you mean by that abigail well i think brendan gale that uh they sort of seek each other out because they have sort of a common energy um Mm. but they're on opposing you know they're opposing ends of the world essentially metaphorically speaking um that's a metaphor you know and i think at the end scratch what i said about you being poetic yeah i know i was was trying too hard um bodhi's just kind of at the end he's kind of a garbage person oh i'm sorry but like he patrick swayze patrick we share a birthday i know but he's not he's he's acting brendan this is a movie what he's acting he's he's make-believing for a living Sometimes I have difficulty telling the difference between reality and movies. Yeah. You know that about me, Abby. Yeah, I just think that Bodie at the end, he's greedy. His fucking AK family dies in the airplane, and his goon brother picks him up, and he like doesn't even care. He just leaves the guy's dead body. It's just like, hey, what's up, man? Like he's he's a piece of shit at the end. I think you're being a little hard on Bodie right what? now, honestly. Okay, support the murderer. Tell me what's so great about the murderer. Well, he's no worse than the cop. I mean, it's not like the cop didn't kill people. Johnny didn't kill anyone. Sure he did. Didn't he shoot people? No. Wasn't there a big shootout? Yeah, but he didn't shoot anybody like... He didn't shoot his friends. No, but he shot the the quote-unquote bad guys. I guess the Bodie kidnapped his ex-girlfriend and was going to like have that guy gut her like a pig. Look, I'm not saying he's perfect. (laughs) Why do you always take his side? (laughs) Why do you always take... Why do you always take Bodhi's side in the many times we've had this argument? So I go ahead. I agree with you that we have the better friendship Mm -hmm. than Bodhi and Johnny. But I only think because of how it ended up. I think in a different universe that's not this movie that they would have been better friends. I think if if they didn't happen to be end up on different sides of the law... You're so wrong. ...then they would have been better friends. I think they're connected through surfing. I think they have a similar... 
outlook on life in some ways. I think Johnny is maybe a little too like Bodhi, a little more than he would like to think. Whereas you and I have no spiritual connection. We have no deep, meaningful connection. Our connection is basically poop jokes. And while I agree... Surfing poop, poop jokes, jokes, what's the difference? Important. I agree the depth of poop jokes is underrated. Yeah. I still think we're better friends. So we agree. Yes. But I just wanted to argue with you. If Bodhi and Johnny were on the same side, if they were both on the heist, eventually Bodhi would still get greedy and put Johnny in harm's way, which is what he did with his other friends. What kind or of friend maybe, is that? Or maybe Johnny would get greedy and put, because Johnny was the one that kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it with the skydiving. That's the thing is Johnny was a radical son of a I bitch. know. He wasn't as you radical remember? as Bodhi. Remember he said, you're a radical son of a bitch. I remember. Oh, oh right. I forgot. So oh, yeah. Cool. Then that imagine, you rest your case. Yeah. Imagine if Patrick Swayze said that to me. You're a radical son of a bitch, Brendan. I would be like, thank you. Thank you, Patrick Swayze. Terrible. I'm off on a tangent again. once again. But miraculously, even though we're yelling at each other. <laughs> I'm so mad right now. We do agree that Abby and Brendan have the better friendship than Johnny and Bodie. But the question remains, what if we were Johnny and Bodie? Baird and Boogie reenact a scene from a motion picture, but change the words a little bit. Come on, Brendan. Little Hand says it's time to rock and roll. What are you talking about? It's time to embrace the thrill man, to face Mother Nature head on, to ride the ultimate wave. Abby, there are no waves. This is a public pool. No, brother. I'm talking about the warm wave. We're going to ride the warm, yellow wave and stick it to the man. I don't... Wait, are you saying what I think you're saying? We're going to pee in this pool right fucking now. Surf's up, motherfucker. What? No, that's completely against the rules. And also super fucking gross. Typical Brendan. Just another faceless cog upholding the system. The system that's killing the human spirit. You used to stand for something, man. Now look at you, your tidy whities and your swimmies, using toilets like you're better than me. Okay, first of all, this is a European swimsuit. And the swimmies are for when my arms get tired, which just happens to be all the time. But I am definitely not peeing in this pool. I've hit 30 pools in the last two months. They call me by many names. The Princess and the Pea, the Grand Peeba, the Yodanator, Old Yeller, PB&J, the Peabody Award, Penelope Cruz, War and Peace... Pete Townsend, the Peed Piper, the Pied Peeper, PJ Harvey. I'm telling the lifeguard. Go ahead. I'm not afraid. It's not tragic to die doing what you love. I'm doing it right now. <sighs> okay, fine. I'll do it. How does it feel, man? I've never felt more alive. Woo! Uh, yeah! All right! Pure adrenaline! Woo! Eat that! Take that, society! See you in hell, lifeguards! That's right, suck it, lifeguard! Beep, 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 beep! I'm right now! I'm peeing right now! I'm alive! Hey, buddies, if you like what you hear, please follow us at We're Too Old Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, Friendster. I think our GeoCities is probably still up and running. If you have an idea for a movie you'd like us to talk about, or if you're a sponsor that wants to offer us some of that sweet, sweet podcast money, email us at we'retooldpod at gmail.com or just look out the window because Abby and I are out there. We're watching you right now. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks, buddies. <laughs>